Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe and myself, David. The bloody righteous and mentally slow. Right. <laughs> you just like that one, boys? Aye, man. Aye. I won't debate that. Uh, so we've got another solo album um, to talk about here. And it is indeed Roger Taylor's second solo album, which is Strange Frontier. Um, so this was released uh, on the 25th of June, 1984. Three years after Fun in Space. Now, before we uh, get into actually talking about the, the album itself, uh, a massive thanks to everyone who is listening. Whether you've been with us for a while or a new listener, welcome, as ever. And hit the subscribe button if you like what you we do, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, and let us know as well, and that way we can go and check it out. And get us on Twitter as well, and have a chat with us at LapPods. Um, as usual, shout out to the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Um, so that's Sabbath Bloody Podcast, the Magicians Podcast, which is a Uriah Heat podcast, the Deep Purple Podcast, Skinner Reconsidered, and of course, T-Bone Prime Cuts. And the first pod um, for T-Bone Prime Cuts came out recently, and it was an interview yep. with uh, Steve Hunter. I don't know if any of you have managed to check that out. No, not yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I listened to that, really enjoyed it. Um, he's a guitarist that probably not a lot of people have necessarily heard of, but you know he's worked with uh, Lou Reed, Alice Cooper, Aerosmith, Peter Gabriel, Jack Bruce, you know, quite a lot. Oh. Of, lot of, um, it's a cool roster, man. Aye. Uh, indeed. There was something he actually said during it that I thought was, was actually pretty cool, a really cool quote. He was talking about um, when he was uh, playing on Lou Reed's uh, Berlin album, um, and he said that art, art doesn't necessarily make you feel good, but it makes you feel. And I thought that was a really mm. cool, cool thing I, to say, you know, because obviously Berlin's you know a bit grim and all that. He's, he's yeah, not yeah. To necessarily make you feel good, you know. Yep, that's you true. I thought that was really a really cool thing to say. Um, but anyway, yeah, check it out. Um, I think there's a few more coming um, from T-Bone anyway, but that one is a particularly good one if you're a fan of the guitar and um, any of the artists that were mentioned there. So go and check it out. Okay, right, let's talk about Strange Frontier then. So the album was recorded at Musicland in Munich and Mountain in Montreux by Mac and David Richards. So this was um, not just David Richards, this time Mac was involved, and Roger himself. Um, this was in... So, 1983 and 1984, so um, and I believe some of the recording overlapped the works as well. I might be wrong on that, but I think it, I think it possibly mm. did. A few guests on the album, uh, three session musicians called Brian May, John Deacon and Freddie Mercury. Apparently they get a lot of credit for how Queen's albums turned out, but I don't know. Man. I've never heard of them. Never yeah. heard of them, don't know who they are, man. Uh, but there's a m- massive star, Rick Parfit from Status Quo is on it as well. Hey. There we go. Um, and we also have two cover versions on this album as well we're going to talk about we did throw up uh, the question about this album to the Twitter followers who seem to like the album overall and I just wanted to kind of throw out some comments on this um, about what people think so Leighton um, on Twitter said it's an absolute belter in my memory I had thought it aged poorly due to dreadful 80s synths 
I've been dug it out and had it on rotation. I can only say that it's my memory that has aged badly. A few people talking about the videos for the album, which is that's yeah. funny. And I'm sure yeah. we all got a wee chat about some, some, some of that as well. It could look um, a bit more enthusiastic, man. That's a fact. <laughs> definitely could be going to acting school a wee bit if you want aye. to go to the NML, you know. So. Um, so Pete was saying that it was good fun, some great originals. Uh, it's an illusion, is a hoot. Masters of War is a brave cover. He gets away with it. Racing in the Streets is iffy. Um, it's Bruce Tribute Act, produced by Jim Steinman. Now, <laughs> that's that's a comment mm-hmm. I want to come back to because it really resonated with me what uh, Pete said about that. But anyway, that's a few comments from the, the Twitter followers on uh, Strange Frontier. Aye, so I suppose we'll just get delve into into Strange Frontier and uh, get your thoughts on the album. Now, Joe, am I right in saying this is it's an album you hadn't really checked out? Yep, that's correct. Frontier. Yep. Aye, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually come to you first then and get your get your thoughts on on Strange Frontier then. Like you said, um, for so, I don't know why you know for because I love absolutely love um, fun in space and you know I I got I got well I believe my brother bought both these records at the same time, so it's very strange how I didn't really you know think to go oh, I love that album or go and listen to this album. Don't know, can't really explain that, but. Um, I so so going into it, it was like a completely. I mean, I I knew like obviously Man and Fire and stuff like that, but pretty much everything else on it I'd never really heard before. So it was it was really really cool, uh, brand new record in my eyes to really kind of delve into and 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 you know enjoy first you know first and foremost, and then obviously dissect a little bit for the, the purpose of the podcast. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to talking about it. I think. Um, I think it's a strong record um, with a couple of exceptions that we'll obviously get into. Um, but yeah, again, another strong record that's still, in my opinion, better than any other member of Queen's solo record. So, <laughs> so to me, Rogers yeah. get you know, that's two, two uh, strikes, uh, two win-wins rather for, for Rogers right off the bat. What do you guys think, man? Yeah, this is a... Uh... That this is, as you say, it's a it's a strong album. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Fun in Space is is better. Oh, aye, aye, hands um, down. But uh, I, I and uh, as I said before on the the Fun in Space pod, I never really gave uh, Fun in Space or this album any kind of regard at the time. I, I think I had copies of them on tape, but I never really listened to them at the time and. Um, and get, so, so this is fairly fresh for me as well, you know, listening to this. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's great. Um, there's, there's certain parts that um, are a bit maybe dated, you know, mm-hmm. they're certainly very 80s. Um, but uh, it's, 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 a, it's a fun album. It's a good listen, you know. And uh, yeah, as Joe says, it, it blows anything any of the other members like we never did out the water, you know, in terms of solo output anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, there's a few good tracks on here. Yeah. Absolutely. So what you, you're both essentially saying is by the time we get to, you know, the Freddy, Al- Freddy stuff and, and uh, Brian stuff, it's sort of downhill then, basically. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, don't sure, think, sure. I don't think we should even do them. That's, uh, you know, 
Okay. What's the point? No, no, no. Yeah, definitely <laughs> doing them, man. Mr. Bad, Mr. Bad Guy is definitely yeah. done, Mr. Bad Guy, yeah, definitely. Definitely going to do these other ones. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I can't, it would just be an echo chamber. I'd be creating if I said anything really um, about the album. It's pretty much as you guys said. It's not as strong as Fun in Space. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy it. I do really like it. And the strongest, the stronger moments on it are really strong, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of really, really big highlights on it for me. Um, so I, like you, looking forward to, to talking about it talking about the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get a wee rundown of the, the actual track listing on it, um, just so we know what we're talking about. Um, so we start off with the title track, which is Strange Frontier, of course, and then you're into Beautiful Dreams, Man on Fire, Racing in the Street, Masters of War, Killing Time, Abandoned Fire, Young Love, It's an Illusion, I Cry for You. All right, so that's the, the 10 tracks that are on the album. Um, kicking off with the title track, I'm going to sling it over to you, Paul. Strange Frontier. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool song. Um, great chorus. Um, a good bit of kind of pop rock. Um, keyboards sound great in this. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, is it a xylophone on it? There's a, there's a little bit of, you know percussion going on um, and I, I think it, some of the other songs he uses a bit of that as well Yep. so he's, he's been getting in the cupboard and getting out the old uh, you know wooden blocks and stuff like that that he got for his Christmas yeah <laughs> that's what he got for his Christmas aye. some percussion <laughs> thingies um, he put the roto toms away um, yeah and uh, as David alluded to at the start, you know, the, the, the lyrics are cool, man. Freedom fighters come and go, bloody righteous and mentally slow. Brilliant, you know. Um, and I'll be talking about the video because the video is one of the I best videos. I think we videos. should talk about the video, but let's talk about the song first as, yeah. as a collective yeah. and we'll come back to the video, all right? Um, <laughs> it's definitely, definitely needs to be discussed. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, yeah, so it's it's a yeah, as I say, it's a great kind of pop rock pop rock kind of song, um, and it yeah, it's a it's a fairly obvious choice for a single. I, I would say, although I, I would have maybe I put out it's an illusion, but we'll get to that anyway. Um, yeah, good good start, good strong start to the album. Um, I, I, and I would say as a whole, the, the the first side of this album is really strong. I think it's maybe on the second side that it starts to drop off a little bit. But I don't know what you think about that. But um, those pulling our faces, maybe it's maybe no uh, agreement with that. So that's that's good. But Argy, Bargy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joe, uh, back over to you. Paul thinks you're you're full of shit. That you think yeah. the second side's better than the first. Yeah. So what do you say to that total slur against you? Yeah. I say fuck Paul. I didn't say uh, I didn't say may that. I, may <laughs> I, may I, I've known that since Queen One, so Aye, you know. true, true. <laughs> uh no, no, I wasn't making a face because I, I think that the second side's better. I just think uh, I think for me the album's quite it's across both sides. I think there's weak uh, stuff right. on yeah. both sides for me. Um but anyway, I digress. Um yeah, Strange Frontier. Um it's a good, it's a really good track, man. Really, really catchy. I really love the really strong vocal melody throughout. Do you know what I mean? Just really, really catchy and stuff like that. Uh, good driving rock beat. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but 
I'm getting strong inclinations that Roger really wants to be a robot because <laughs> he's rocking that that robot simulator yeah, voice uh, effect uh, decoder uh, 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 on this. So you know, I think the guy wants to be a robot and live in space, judging by his general kind of concepts that he has in his solo records. But <laughs> but uh, aye, but um, a, a wee th- couple of wee things about the actual production side of things. Um, the vocals are mixed really loud in the mix. I don't know if mm. you guys thought that when you're listening to it. I don't think it, it detracts from the, the song in any way. I just think that the vocals are very, very, they, they almost sit above the music. and They don't really sit in with the music as much. Um, but because he's such a good singer, he gets away with it. You know, if, if it was Shane McGowan, you'd be fucking, you know, you'd, <laughs> you'd be complaining. But you'd be complaining if it was Shane McGowan anyway because the guy can't sing. Um, but I am... Um, yeah, he's got, he's got charm though, man. I, uh, I, I, I quite yeah. like his voice, actually. Nah, not really. It's not your thing, mate. I hear enough drunk assholes, you know, in, in my normal life without listening to it <laughs> on record, uh, without having to pay for a for to actually hear it. But, uh, aye, so cool instrumentation in this track as well, man. Uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. It's, it's quite actually. It, it make it might come across like a bit of simple kind of like pop rock song, like Paul said. But if you actually listen to the instrumentation, that there, there is quite a lot of learning going on. Um, smart synthesizer stuff. Um, yep, it's just a really, a really, really good start to the record. It's, again, it's Roger getting that driving vibe, um, and the drums actually sound pretty decent on it as well. The, the drum production, but it's Roger in it, so more times than not, he usually gets it. But yep, that's pretty much all I have to say on that. Do you think uh, maybe the first few lines is? I get uh, Roger Waters kind of vibes. Aye, I know what you mean. From you know. Into the shadows. No, aye, no, totally. Know, aye, yep. It's like a half talking. Aye, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's pretty cool as well, you know. And aye. and obviously there was Waters uh, influences on Fun in Space. As well, oh, aye, he's, def- Pink Floyd, he's definitely a Pink Floyd fan because yeah. I can hear it in multiple songs in this yeah. as well. Yeah. Aye, oh, aye, definitely. Yeah, he does a lot, a lot of Floyd stuff going on. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's. Um, it, no, I, I think it's. A, I really like it. It's one of my one of the highlights in the album for me. Um, Definitely the, the title track, um, and I think it's interesting how it goes to the first chorus, and then right after the first chorus gets into that kind of instrumental interlude right away. You think that would be after the second chorus? Aye, like the middle sort of thing. Aye, exactly. Yeah. So it's not get you know Joe was saying about the instrumentation not being your typical pop song, but I think the structure is not your typical pop song aye, either. You know, aye, um, because again, that and you know that that kind of you know, like I say, I'd say it's like an interlude. You know, like I'll light your middle eight in the wrong place. Aye, <laughs> you know, totally, kind of aye, no, totally. You know, and and then it kind of comes back in again. There's a bit of vocals, and then it goes back in again, picks picks up the pace again. It's just it's just a weird structure for something that's that's. That's that is the, that that it is the way it is that pop rock vibe, you know. Yep, so it's um, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, I thought that was quite quite interesting. Um, you know, I think even like the, the obviously again, it's like the, the the subject title. You know, it's uh, subject subject matter. I should say. Um, you know, it's 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 it could be it can mean a few different things, but of course, you know, um, you know, lines like. Someday soon they'll drop the big one again. It's the back to that nuclear, kind of, a nuclear war, war again. Yeah. It's like you know your thrash metal vibe, you know, and your, you know, and <laughs> every thrash album, <laughs> every thrash album, exactly. It's always post, it's always post nuclear in it with thrash aye, in it. It's aye, always aye, after right. this happened, you know. Aye, aye, aye. The fallout, the fallout. About. Aye, exactly. <laughs> They're all mutants. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> 
So obviously, it's again, it's back to that, you know, the, the paranoia everybody had, you know, the Cold yeah. War stuff yeah. and all that, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, the the thing at the, the bit at the start, you know, just as it starts up, just as it's, I think it's it's got your wee glockenspiel bit going on. Yeah, up, aye, that's a glockenspiel um, at the at the start. Um, and then and then you get the the voice saying "Strange Frontier" like that. I don't know if you noticed that. There's a voice saying noticed, that. Yeah, it's not yeah. Rogers. One hundred percent not Roger, and, and I don't think it's Mac either because Mac's got a German accent, obviously. Yeah. And I'm just going to David Bowie. <laughs> nah, it's David Bowie, mate. It's him. Uh, I think it's David Richards. I'm just going to guess it's David Richards. I think it uh, might have been uh, David Richards because it's maybe they're going for a take. Strange mm-hmm. Frontier, take one. Uh, yeah, and they've just right. cut out the take bit. Uh, and yeah, just left it Strange it. Frontier. That's, that's a total, you know, I'm totally guessing here, you know. Um, just a, a good guess, that, mate. That, that, you know, that's what it is, and then it kicks in. But um, if anybody knows different, hit us up and let us know. Um, but even, like, the, the chorus as well, I guess it's back, it's back to that that, that Springsteen type of holiday as well. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a strange frontier. You know, you could hear like, uh, you know, your oh, voice, aye, like, aye, but hundred percent Spring, Springsteen fucking uh, voice there, man. But <laughs> done well, mate. Done well. Aye, very good. Mate. Um, but uh, you Call know, you the boss for new one. Aye, mate. Fucking right, mate. That's the boss. Or the gaffer. The gaffer. If you're from <laughs> Scotland, mate. <laughs> the prick. So I um, no, I like the song Catchy. Good production. I think that's that's because David Richards is there. I think I think yeah. if Mac, if only Mac had been involved in this album, it would have sounded like much flatter, yeah. much flatter. Yeah. And I think David Definitely. Richards keeps it crisp because uh, that's that's the kind of production he brings. You know, it's a yeah. crisp, crisp. You know, you hear all the frequencies. You know, and mm-hmm. usually in his production. Yeah. Um. So I think that's and just why did why why was he not involved in the works? You know, because you, know? Know, you actually listen to the sound of the of this album, listen to the sound of the works. It's an inferior. Yeah, uh, just a shame it took them to the album after that before they actually worked with them. So, but anyway, but the video, aye, um, <laughs> yeah. yes, the video. Um, Jesus, how do you start with this thing? You know, what I mean, it's like you know, it, it's because like he's he's not, you know, um, I think Richard on Twitter made the, the exact point that I did in my hat, I had down in my notes, which was. The bit when he's he's just I think it's, I don't know if it's overlooking LA or something he's on the hill ah yeah yeah and he's singing away and he's and he's and he keeps going and and it's so awkward because he's just he, he just doesn't hold the camera at all he's got no presence Aye. at all for the screen and he said there should have been cutaways at that point and that's exactly what I had cut away if it's looking that kind of cringy cut away to something else and just slice back in <laughs> you know, like, maybe but, maybe uh, back, back to the video man because he's you know <laughs> maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but uh, I and there's a bit where they're, they're, they're also they're racing and see the side shot. Did you see the side shot with a race and he turns to the the boys racing? Why? And, and and it looks like it looks like somebody shoving the cars back and forward to make it look like they're, they're actually, <laughs> actually shake the car. Oh, shite, man. <laughs> uh, so, um, but I. Oof. And that, and the thing is, it probably costs about a million dollars to make. You know. I don't no, that a million yen, maybe. <laughs> no, see, the, see that, see that underwater uh, film uh, photography stuff. That would have cost a fortune. Oh, back I, then. I forgot aye, all that then. stuff. Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, so that that would probably have been about a hundred grand to set up. Right. Well, well, put it this way: put it this way. If if, if it was a million, 
which, which listen, let's technology. Technology, technology uh, was obviously much more expensive back then, and all the rest uh, of it, and try to get the shots you need and all that. Um, he definitely blew all his budget on this video compared to Man on Fire, which will come. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. oh, that's really terrible. Is he not just standing uh, next to a boiler like that like, cardboard piece? Aye, he's, he's, dr- he's drumming on oil drums and all that. That's fucking shengus, man. We'll get to that, man. We'll get to that. Tights. <laughs> um, but aye, it's, 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 oh, if you're looking for a laugh and look for a bit of cheering up, um, then definitely stick the Strange Frontier video on. Um, Put it in mute, but because it'll fuck the song up. Moving on to A Beautiful Dream. So this is the second song on the album. I, I, I'll, I'll start off with this one. I, I really like this song. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's obviously really minimalistic, and that, that's that's kind of like some of the stuff on Fun in Space as well. You know, where they, there's not a lot of a lot happening, but what is happening is actually quite effective. I, I think this is one of the examples of it. You know, the very economical use of the, the acoustic guitar. You know, it's just two notes, ding ding, and then ding ding. You know, kind of, that's pretty much it for the, the guitar, other than a few wee bits later on. Um, and the and the kind of just the, the wee kind of bubbling synthy bit in the background is is nice. Um, and I'll, the use of the double bass is really really nice as well. Where they kind of it's it's just like a, a bass note and it just slides right down the the frets. So it's like, like giving that kind of noise. Like it's just mm-hmm. doing that. And it's just it's just like there's not a lot of lot of notes in this song. Um, but I just like it a lot. He's, obviously, his falsettos come in a wee bit here as well. Yep. Um, and he's kind of higher range and, and kind of pushing it even beyond that into the falsetto. But it's it's, it's I, I I just think it's a really really cool song. Really kind of. Um, is brave the right word? But well, maybe maybe you could say it's brave. But uh, I think it's um, I think it's brave for the point of view that he's he's been happy not not putting too much in it. He's happy to leave it quite bare and quite sparse, you know. Aye, um, so and stuff, yeah, and just uh, and just uh, being a, uh, like almost like a showpiece for how we can actually sing, you know, as well. So um, no, no, honestly, again, probably one of my highlights as well on on the album. Yeah. I really like this. It's probably not a song for everybody. I'll be honest. There's probably a few people that would listen to this and maybe think, nah, it's a bit of a skipper. That's fair enough. I don't. This this song really really resonates with me. Um, Paul, what about yourself? I uh, it's, a, it's a lovely song. It's uh, the, the the keys are kind of lush, you know. It's uh, but but not a lot going on. It's not you know overloaded with you know instruments or whatever. But it's it's just got a lovely kind of smooth, lush kind of feeling to it. Um, yeah, and and Roger, his voice is great. Um, uh, yeah, that. There's not a lot going on that we can talk about, but it's just a lovely song, um, and it's about dreams. And I guess you know, if you're, you know, your subject matter is dreams, then it's it's going to be kind of slow and Ethereum. you know, aye, you know, uh, quite uh, uh, airy and stuff like that. And uh, it definitely pulls that off. I thought you said Aryan. Aiden, that's it. Backwards, he's like, "Oh, well, was the man? Yeah. Was the man? Yeah, so oh, was the man he played backwards?" Aye. That's the same with Hamstead. The Nazi song he did that was actually propaganda aye. for the Nazis. Aye. Aye. <laughs> he meant the opposite. Aye. Uh, but because no, you're right. These fucking Nazis. I <laughs> <laughs> totally mean. <laughs> But I know you're right about um, the, the lyrics there, Paul. I'm just kind of looking at them and, and just remembering back and them, you know. And, and 
And again, I is it's, it's, it's that kind of familiar kind of territory with Roger, that kind of that dreaming of better things. And you yeah. know, the, the one point he mentions about getting a cure to all diseases and all this this kind of thing, that ideal ideological kind of kind of um, outlook. Um, so, I, I, anyway, sorry, Joe. Um, bring you in. Um, thoughts on? Uh, I can't really add anything that you guys haven't already. Um, Things that I noticed there's the you know his vocals are really really good, but it's, it's Roger in it. So I mean they're, they're always going to be good. They're never they're never bad. Um, I thought the I don't know about you. I know this, this the lyrics and stuff. I didn't go properly into reading them and stuff like that. But I almost thought it was like a there was a, a, a kind of hangover from Strange Frontier. I get a vibe that there was some sort of war reference in it as well somewhere. I can't remember, but there's, there's, there's a line, there's in a line it. Joe. Um, it's here. Um... Well, it depends. It could be open to debate what it actually means because it's not completely clear. But it says colourful dreams we have at night of nuclear purity. Um, Aye, that was as if as if everything's like basically just wiped out. Humanity is completely wiped. So you know, obviously nuclear purity. That could mean that yeah, it is. It's like you know, a nuclear bomb's actually wiped the whole thing out again. So that's purity from the point of view that there's nothing left. Yep. Aye, that that's kind of what I was the kind of vibe I got. I mean, I mean. Picking it up completely. Did wrong. you did, did you know that he it might still be, uh, but he, he was a member of CND in the eighties. Oh, was he? Uh, right. Uh, uh, there's a, I was reading an interview about the time this came out, and he was talking about uh, the interviewer that was asking him about some of the themes, and he, he said, "Yeah, war and stuff," <laughs> and um, they got round to uh, you know nuclear war, and he says, "Yeah, I'm a." I'm a member of CND, you know, and I was saying, <laughs> I don't know why, because CND certainly, you know, certainly in the eighties was a very, very left wing um, organization. Yeah. You know, a millionaire rock star, you know, being a member. You, but I suppose, you know, it could happen. I think, he's then, in, I think his intentions are good. You know, I mean, just because he's yeah. that doesn't mean he's an arsehole, you know. Yeah, but, but then you know, he goes and plays South Africa. Ah, well, there you go. Never yeah. fucks it up completely. Aye. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, I was just like, really interested in that side. I think we mentioned that a lot, didn't we? We mentioned that a lot that Queen played South Africa. It we and should. It should never. It should never be forgotten, uh, man. Quite right. Amen, bro. Amen. Exactly, man. <laughs> I think it's only us that ever bring it up now. <laughs> Everybody else has got over it. <laughs> あいいんかいでさあ、フリキンズでどうかファックアイラマンファキングイズクールマンクールウェイスフォーキングアイノーボウィルノークールウェイオッケーちょっとビアングレンジョーハーフォーキングアイグレンジョーハーフォーキング
oh. kind of bell things, you know. Should be other bells. Should be other bells. Aye, aye. That's, that's what I, <laughs> how, aye. Should be other bells, mate. That's Kez on Michelle's yard, man. Yeah, there's a couple, <laughs> a couple of old fields in here. Aye, that he hits. Aye. Oh, Mike uh, Oldfield, I'm seeing Sean Michelle's yard. It's Mike Oldfield that had Julia Bells. Aye, aye, so you made an arse at all. So you can't well, slag me. No, I can't, I can't slag you, mate. Plus, you're wearing a Slayer t-shirt, mate. Ah. I cannot slag you, mate. Right now, you're invincible. <laughs> cool, man. Good track, man. So he's definitely, uh, you know, doing a, a lot of uh, percussion-type stuff on this, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> It's weird because it's an album that doesn't have a lot of live drums on it. No, I know. No, I know. It's mostly, yeah. it's mostly enough. It, it's weird because it's mostly I don't know what you 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 will feel about it, but it's 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 mostly drum machines on this album compared with Fun in Space, but it, I don't think it ruins it as such. I think they've just been they've actually been they've actually been mixed pretty well. They they're, actually they're sound quite well. quite Aye. you know, Aye. compared to you, you know, airheads on Fun in Space, Aye. but it was it, it did sound like it suffered. I think the material I, I, I think the material calls for drum machines more on this record than yeah, it did than it did on Funny Space. I know yeah. it does a little bit of electronic stuff on that, but this is like four years later, three years yeah. later. So obviously electronic music's developed a lot more and exactly. the, the influence is obviously more current. As well. Yeah. Aye, totally. Absolutely. Totally. Um all right, well, so we'll move on um to the third track, which is Man on Fire. So this is a second single from the album and has that video that we're can I discuss in a wee bit earlier? We'll come to the video, but um, uh, Joe, I'll bring you in first on this one, uh, Man on Fire. Great track, man. Love it. Sounds like the soundtrack to like Miami Vice or something like that, man. It's yeah. <laughs> I just picture like what you know, walking down Miami with it, it's scantily clad people just walking about, yeah. nah, 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 slapping asses. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, uh, you could imagine it being on Top Gun or something like that. Aye, as well. aye. Or Magnum, or, or Magnum PI or something like that. An 80s action movie or a uh, TV show. Aye, totally. Don't get me wrong, man. As much as I, I, I love the track, I think the synth that starts crap. I don't think it doesn't. Don't get me wrong; it doesn't ruin the track. But because the keyboards have been pretty decent on the first two tracks, and then this comes in, it's a bit bang, 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 bang. It's a bit, but it's like I say, it doesn't cheapen the song because I really like the song. It's very of its time. I mean, that goes with goes without saying. We're saying it reminds me of Miami Vice or Magnum or something like that. So there you go. It is what it is. As you would say, Paul. Um, I've wrote, wrote here as well, he's singing in that low register again, you know, he's really like kind of mm. quite deep, um, which is cool because he's the guy's really good in pretty much every part of his voice and it's, he's always strong. Um, I like the guitar riff, the down, 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 It's very, sim- very, very simple, but, it, but it's effective and it's not overused as well. It, I believe it only happens at the tail end of the chorus and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or, or the lead into the chorus, whatever it is. Um, the chorus is class, man. I love the chorus. It's just when he really goes for it, and he's got the grit in the voice and stuff like that. Um, I, it's just that, just that really good, really good song, man. I, I really, really like it. Over yeah. to you. Um, yeah, uh, it's a it's a great song, but I mean, Brian does the the rhythm guitar parts, mm-hmm. and you're I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking. Roger could have done that, but there's nothing, you know. Aye, aye there's nothing taxing about it, aye. 
you know, it's a few, a couple of power chords and then it's down, down, it's, down. It's interesting, but when you know it's Brian, which I actually didn't know until I went back to listen to the, the album again for the podcast, I, uh, I'd forgotten he'd played on that. I'd forgotten all three were on this album, you know, to be honest. Is Freddie on um, this? Yeah. Aye, aye. Oh, what song? What song? Oh, we'll come to it, man. I'm All right, cool. I didn't know. I didn't Again, because I suppose because the the album's kind of like still pretty fresh to you. It's maybe it's maybe past you by. But um, but no, this is quite it's quite kind of quite obvious. It's Freddie there, you know, in the vocals. Um, eh, the I know. Just go back to the to Brian thing. That does when you know it's him. You you can you're like of course it's him. It's because yeah, yeah. the way you see the power cost towards the end of the song, and there's just a way he goes, it rings a chord right out. Aye. It never yeah. just goes, Dah. it's always, he's getting a pick scratch before aye. he plays aye. it. That's sixpence. It's just like here, every, every kind of string that's possible to be played in that particular chord. I mean, he ends the song pretty well with that kind of die bomb. And that's, that's pretty cool. Aye, yeah. aye, that's yeah. cool, man. So you, again, the dive bomb. I tell you, you know it's Brian. Aye, you know it's Brian. Bob's doing that. He does it all the time, you know. So, aye. um, so I know. I, I, I think you're right. I think it's uh, Roger could have played it, you know, and uh, would have would have been, you know, possibly they'd done just as good a job. But I, pro- I, think, I don't think it'd have been out of necessity. It's probably just been like you know, their friends exactly. and like, come on down, we'll have a drink and play on the aye. song. You know, it's absolutely. Like, I think that's been totally. What are you working on? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll jump, jump on that. I mean, it yeah. could have been. Was this one of the ones that, that, that you know they were he's put together as they were kind of piecing together um, the works? You know, I could. See, I was actually going on. to say that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. had this on the desk and then said, Brian, you want to fire something yeah. on this? You know. Could have yeah. Been, I don't yeah. Know, but, you know, yeah so. Totally, man. Yeah, um, well. yeah uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's quite uh, spring this song, aye, I think, aye. Uh, and uh, I, I'm assuming it's a drum machine in this, but it, it, it aye, sounds pretty I good. It I, I, I think it's a drum machine, then you've got the fills. I think the fills are mic drums. Aye, aye, there's fills. I think they're real drums. I would, yep. they are, yeah, yeah, um, they are, they are, they are definitely because I wrote aye. that. I forgot to mention that. Aye, the drum rolls before it goes into the chorus, aye, aye, that's real drums. Aye, they're excellent. Aye, yeah, um, yeah, cool song, man. Cool song. It is. Uh, I um, the I mean the lyrics are the lyrics are <laughs> the lyrics are um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're funny. Ah, they're funny. They're, they're, <laughs> but they're, but they're, but no, not no, not cringe, cringy way the way maybe the video is, you know. But um, you know, but again, it's it's back to that angst thing that you know, Rogers good at, you know, putting across. You know, just uh, you know, want to burn down this crazy town and. Okay, it's not the most, it's not the best lyric in the world, but it's it's kind of like it's just saying like we all we all feel like we want to go nuts at times and we want to go and just <laughs> tear the place up because we're just fed up. We whatever, <laughs> whether it's COVID or <laughs> whether it's whether it's you know the football or whatever, <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> you know but um, so okay, well, I think we've all felt that way, um, but um. No, I think I think it's no, I, I I don't think I can add too much more um, to what you've said, um, and I I just really enjoy it. Again, another I, this is the third track into the album, and three really 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 strong tracks. You know, absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. Album, so, absolutely. So you're listening to this and thinking, aye, he's 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 on form here. Um, the video, though, I mean, <laughs> so he's, he's 
that's, 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 you know, the guys on Twitter again were talking about this because we put up some stills from the videos and they were talking about um, things and, you know, and again, stuff that I had my notes as well, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the video, um, so he's, it looks like, it looks like it just, again, it's, it's very cheap. It looks so cheap. Oh, um, a, a house uh, made out the explosions must have cost a couple of quid right enough, but um, that's a bit of it. So he's banging all these oil drums and um, that are flammable because you see the flammable saying on all these oils. He's banging on them. He looks pissed off. He picks up a chair at one point and you think he's going to throw it. it. And then, he, then no, he doesn't need to later. He picks up the chair first and then he just sits down on it. You think he's going to so actually like, like, show something. He picks his chair up dead angry and he just sits down. You're like, that was kind of disappointing, man. Uh, he's <laughs> through that fucking thing, man. <laughs> so, at least gave the video some balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. But it's like, uh, it's like just. Oh, I know my mate. My mate's got a bunch of oil drums. We'll just get them doing and just, <laughs> we'll just hit on them. Press play in the camcorder, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's 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 obviously this video. I don't know video. I don't know if he's you you were aware was banned by MTV. What? And this video was banned by MTV because um, you've essentially got a family being blown up. In the video, <laughs> oh, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So, so Rogers. Now this, I think this video's open to interpretation. My interpretation of it's pretty dark, so I don't know if it's necessarily what, what, what it actually is. It is but, with it, man. It'll probably be the same as ours, anyway. <laughs> You've got Roger buying all these flammable drums, right? So to me, he's he's angry and he's wanting to blow, up, you know, burn down this crazy town, right? Wants to kill this worried. family. Wants to kill this. So family, I think man. I think he's he's I think he murders them. Aye, me too. Yeah. I think he's a sick bastard and I think he murdered the family because he's yeah. buying on the flammable drums and I think it's almost like a suicide, like blowing this family up thing. Aye, I this get that. Like, again, this is just my theory, right, man? You're right, mate. Yeah. You're because right. the bit when the, the explosion happens, he looks he, he looks over beyond the drums as if he's looking at the building. It cuts to the building. There's a little girl playing a clarinet at the window. That's and they right. see her mum and dad. And then mm-hmm. next minute, the, 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 you know, the building blows up. Um, Right. So that's the whole family taking out, and then he walks and he sort of turns, <laughs> turns to the other side. He turns to his right, and he looks over at another another side. Then another building, which looks exactly the same as the first. So to me, it looks like he's he's looking over there, right? That one's blown up, nice one. And then he looks over to the other side, <laughs> bang, that one's blown up, magic, nice ones. Up plan what? So so to me, Roger Roger's a murderer in this yeah. video. Can we can we just stress in this video, not not in real life, you know? Rogers no mother then, but Rogers oh, a lover. <laughs> Rogers a lover, no a murderer. Definitely. It's too weedy to be a fucking murderer, man. <laughs> but too, uh, so too I too busy I, shagging. Pipe, fucking pipe cleaner body. <laughs> <laughs> so uh he has, he has a sick fuck um, and <laughs> murdered the entire family in his video. In his video. Not in real life, in his video. And um, yeah. So I don't know if it was, see, I'd, I'd pictured them being at the, in the basement of that building. And he'd, he'd, and he'd you know, he'd, all the flammable shit was for some reason in the basement of this building. And he'd like, blow himself up. up and the building. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I don't think he does. I think he actually, actually I think he actually plants <laughs> them and, and, and blows them up that way. Because you actually see one of the drums sitting outside the, the, the building. So, um, in, in some ways, I can actually understand why they banned it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, 
But uh, but no, if you've not seen the video for Man on Fire, you really, really need to check it out. And come to your own conclusions. This is just yeah. you know, my personal conclusion. Rod, Roger's killing spree. Exactly. There's another bit on it when he's doing these like, almost like Billy Idol moves. But he's like punching the air and stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just, just say to EMI, no, nah, just keep the budget for the videos, man. It's cool. I'm not going to make any videos. <laughs> just Aye. keep the money. Give the money to CND. And just get a big, big guy. They sort of just got like the big guy that plays saxophone in fucking Lost Boys to be in his video. I still believe. Roger's voice on that uh, cool gun. Uh, uh, the the Because Roger's not, not made for the, for the camera. He's definitely not made for the fucking video camera, that's for no. sure. Plus he's playing drums. stage. It's made for the stage when it when drums, man. Absolutely, no doubt about that, man. But uh, aye, so no, and I'm saying they should have gave the money back. I'm actually glad these both these videos exist. I'll be honest, I'm glad they exist because <laughs> it's fun. And we're going to move on um, to track number four. So this is the first cover on the album. So this is "Racing in the Street," and this is a Bruce Springsteen song. Um, no surprise, probably to anybody that knew Roger at this point, up to this point, that he was. You cover that Springsteen song. You can hear it some some of the songs already on the album. You can hear it on the on Fun and Space as well. So um, not a huge su- surprise that he's covered this. Quite a big song for Springsteen fans. Racing in the street. So it's quite one of the mm-hmm. highlights for a lot of Springsteen fans. So um, I'm going to throw this over to Paul first. Get your thoughts on it. Well, the original is basically a piano ballad. It is very slow, very, very low-key, and uh, Rogers obviously uh, sped it up a bit and put a bit of uh, oomph into it. Um, and, you know, if you're, going to, if, if you're going to cover songs, other people's songs, then you, you need to add a bit or take Aye. away a bit or, yep. you know, cha- change it somehow. There's no point in just doing a... A straight you know, cover. A straight cover, and a lot, of, a lot of bands still do that. You know, it's yeah, like know. do it, change it up a bit. You know, I make it your own. That's the whole point. Yeah, and and the two covers on this album, Roger does change it. You know, so that so this track, um, I mean the original, um, I, I I'm not a, a huge Springsteen fan. You know, I I, I dip in and out. You know, um, but it's a, a it's a beautiful song. You know, um, uh. The Springsteen version, um, very slow, and as I say, and it's it's piano based and all that. Um, but Roger takes it and changes it, you know, makes it makes it into a you know a, a, a rock song if you if you like, and uh, and I really like it. Um, it certainly sounds a lot like Springsteen as well, especially nice. in the, the verses. Um, <laughs> He's doing the wobbly and, voice thing and all that. Aye. Um, see when <laughs> see when he sings the summer's here and the time is right. Do you know? I keep thinking dancing in the streets. Ah, yeah, no, aye, racing. Aye. That's right, racing. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I, I like it. It's uh, it's a good cover because it takes the the, the original and. Changes it, changes it up, um, 
I would imagine quite a lot of Springsteen fans would probably hate this, you know, because as as David says, it's it's quite a it's a lot of Springsteen fans' favourite song and all that kind of stuff. So um, this this would be like heresy or whatever, but <laughs> I I really like it. I I think it's cool. <laughs> what about you, gentlemen? Um. Well, I'll I'll be really honest here, man. I didn't know this was a cover. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so um I'm not clued up in my Bruce Springsteen, I'm afraid to say. Uh, but after finding this out, it makes more sense to me because yeah. I thought this was terrible. But but I thought it was because it was Roger's song. I thought it was terrible because I was thinking to myself, why is this guy that was born in England talking about all this American yeah, okay. shit, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, yeah. why is it? And I, I actually thought, why is he trying to sound like Bruce Springsteen? I was like, <laughs> so you know, that's on me. Make me sorry, folks. I keep kind of uh, clearing my throat. I've got a bit of a sore throat. Um, but I, I mean, now, now that I know that, obviously, it changes the whole dynamic. You know, the song and stuff. I think. I mean, I've not heard the original, so I can't compare it to it, but. After knowing that, that was the only real gripe I had with it. In fact, I thought this is seriously written off Bruce Springsteen. Well, in that case, he's, <laughs> it, it's, it's good. In that case, it's good. Yeah. Um, aye, it's, it's, it's okay, man. It, it, I mean, it, it sounds pretty good. It's a straight rock song. There's not really, you know, any synths and all that. You know, he's kept it pretty pretty pure in the, the rock format. So, aye, I don't really have much else to say about it. Um, aye, it, 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 it's obviously... A Bruce Springsteen cover, and he's—I can tell. Aye, <laughs> it makes sense now. Aye, <laughs> um, well, you know, I mentioned that that uh, comment from Pete um, at the start when um, they mentioned on Twitter, and his 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 uh, quote on Twitter was uh, a Bruce cover band produced by Jim Steinman. Now, when I saw that, I thought, "Ah, oh, come on, Pete, that's a bit rough." And then I went back and listened to it. Jesus Christ, is he right, man? I can hear Meatloaf singing this. Oh, I... And I can't... I actually almost can't listen to this now because... <laughs> you bastard, Pete. Pete, man, come so on. <laughs> I, I can totally hear that. I can totally hear where he's coming from because it, obviously the tempo of the original Springsteen one is... He's crooning away and doing his thing. Um... And I, I think maybe, um, I don't know, Paul, I think maybe you're a wee bit kind to this in terms of how much it's been rearranged. To me, this has just been speeded up. It's pretty much the same I song. Will. I, it's I, just I. been speeded up. It's the same song. He's not really done anything that interesting with it for me. I do like it. I'd actually really liked it up until he fucking said that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, I... I do like it. I think obviously it's again it's like that. It's it's typical Springsteen American story stuff, you know, that wistful, mm. you know, looking back and you know into the past and all that kind of stuff. So the cinematic lyrics that he's famous for. So I think the I think the lyrics are really cool and you know, I think the, the Springsteen version I, 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 is cool as well. And I do like this, but it's been tainted now because I've I just can't stop listening. and I can't I mean I'm like you guys. I could just cannot stand that. Shit, that Jim Steinman people <laughs> fucking it's it's to me it's just it's it's like Andrew Lloyd Webber fucking uh, what? Oh, well, you well, know that, what I mean? that that's what it's influenced by, man. 
I uh, want to say, yeah, uh, a musical, musical. It's a musical. Uh, aye, aye. So I, I can't go that shape, but I, I'll yeah. maybe take me a wee while to forget Pete said that, and then I'll maybe be able to listen to it a bit better again. <laughs> I've got an actual, um, I've got an actual confession to make, and I hate to say it, but I kind of like that hell the song, but I, but it is only because I have a connection to it when I was a kid. But the, right. re- but the rest dog, of the album is dog shit. Like, this is a, but, well, this is a, t- you know, t- I, I it's like a space mate. It's a safe space mate. I like, uh, <laughs> I, I like two, uh, two out of three ain't bad. I think that's a cool song. At that point, like every, nearly every house, <laughs> every household uh, had, had Battle uh, of Hell. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like Battle of Hell rumours in uh, a night of the opera were like, like oh, Queen's uh, greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> even uh, even beyond that, that, I mean, that like, side of the back, moon, everybody uh, had that as well. They, they were uh, like the albums that everybody everybody uh, had. Do you know what I mean? At that point. Um, moving on, we've got another cover. So two covers back to back, um, and we're on to Masters of War, which is the Bob Dylan. So I'll start off with this. I think this is brilliant. I think this is yeah. superb. Roger's voice is insanely good on this. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, just, just gonna just the emotion, the anger, everything he manages to pull out um, of the lyrics that obviously Bob Dylan wrote. Um, is it's obviously a protest song as all as we know Bob Dylan and all that so it's got all that in the lyrics but um, it's I, I just like the way he's you know you talked about the previous track about Roger doing something different he, he does something different here he definitely does do something mm-hmm. different from, from the, the Dylan versions um, because in, in place of the acoustic guitars you've got that ominous synth Thing going on, it's it's bubbling away. It's you know, it's 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 really creating the vibe, um, and and the tune. Um, obviously, credit goes to Dylan first for creating these absolutely fantastic lyrics and this this amazing song. Um, but what Roger's done with it, this he's turned into a song. that's you know, obviously twenty twenty odd year later, he's turned into something that's you know contemporary, but um. Exactly, just as angry, I, I guess, as, as Dylan was about the situation, you know, back in 61, 62, when this was, was out. Um, love it, absolutely love it, especially when you get to the end of the song, when the, the line about, um, when it says, I'll stand over your grave, to no. assure that you're dead. You know, it's the, particularly the way he sings that, it's just, it's, it's kind of almost hairs in the back of your neck, the yep. way, way he actually delivers those lines. Um, fantastic song actually just one of the highlights again I think I've said that about four out of the five tracks here but <laughs> it's one of the, uh, definitely one of the highlights it's one of, the, one of the ones I look forward to when it's coming on I'm like yes Masters of War here we go yep. um, love it love it Joe thoughts I I agree I, I think it's it's cracking it's really atmospheric um, to me this is like he's, he's took Bob Dylan and smashed Pink Floyd together this is this is what this is. This is this to me is like he he. This is how he imagines Pink Floyd covering this song because to me it sounds like if Pink Floyd were to cover this, this is what it would sound like. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, I mean it in a good way. Um, I love the synth work on it. I like the same stuff you said. You know that I think it, it matches the the mood and the lyrics with the dynamics of his vocals. So. At certain points, he, he kind of he's mumbling, and then it, uh, you know, when the lyrics get more intense, he starts to ramp his voice up, and and you know, he, he's really in tune. He's not just went in and, and just laid down 
a one-dimensional vocal to these lyrics. Obviously, because he's, he, I would imagine the reason he covered this is because he, you know he, the the message he feels strongly about the message. So he's obviously connected to that when he's been recording the vocals and stuff like that. And you can tell. I totally agree. Especially that bit, like at the end, where he's, you know, he says, um, I'll, I'll stand over your grave and basically make sure that you're dead. However, I think there was a missed opportunity there. I think he should have said, stand over your grave and then piss in your head, because I actually thought that's... <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that's where it was going, man, because I haven't heard the original. <laughs> but I, But uh, I, it's just... Um, I, it's, it's intense. It's kind of intense in a brooding way. The way sort of the way Floyd are like with songs like uh, "Welcome to the Machine," I know we mentioned that, and uh, "Fun in Space" as well. You know, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the bit with the noises of the doors opening, the electronic doors opening, the walking. Very. So he's obviously a big Pink Floyd fan. Absolutely. So yeah, that's me on that. Yeah, uh, well, you know, we all know that "War Pigs" is the greatest anti-war song ever written. But this runs it quite close. Uh, this is a quite a close second. This is a it's a unbelievable song. The great lyrics, um, and you know, uh, Dylan, uh, you know, his voice is an acquired taste, but his lyrics are just uh, the guy is a poet, you know, um, in the true sense of the word. Um, so cover versions of Dylan tend to be maybe better than <laughs> his versions. You know, like, um, all it's along common. the wa- all yeah. along the Watchtower. Uh, the prime, prime example. Uh, right? You know, it's just magnificent compared to you know um, Dylan's version that that type of thing. Um, that's it. Yeah, as you guys say, this is this is very um, the keyboard sound is just straight out. I uh, wish we, wish you were here. You know, era. Floyd, um, especially you know, welcoming the machine again. I think uh, the the I, I don't think they used uh, many uh, a mini Moog on this, but that you know that's what Rick Wright used. So they yep. they probably just emulated it or whatever. Paul, I'm just gonna cut in there. It's Prince Moog. It's Prince oh. Moog, mate. Moog, Moog. Get it right, mate. It's pronounced Moog. It's, not Moog. It's pronounced Moog, right? It's pronounced Moog. Um, I, 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 I actually, do, do you know what? I, I actually meant to say many Moog and I made an arse of it. I said Moog at the last minute. Right, do, do that bit again, mate. I'll spare your blushes and I'll cut it out then. No, it's all right, man. Yeah, so, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I assume it's David Richards because I, I, I wouldn't attribute Reinhold be having anything to do with us. Old Rimhold. Uh Yeah, the, the keyboards are amazing. Um, and the Rogers vocal performance just brilliant. Um, and mm-hmm. the, 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 the last few lines are following your casket and all that. But brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And piss on uh, your head. Just spitting out the <laughs> spitting out the words, man. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so aggressive and all that. Um, brilliant. Yeah. The, the, yeah. For me, for me, the highlight of the album, the the best thing on it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Cool. 
Oh, to go out and say this is your favourite then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, I wouldn't challenge that. It's it's by far getting the most weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Emotionally and artistically, aye. Everything else, else although good, is quite frivolous. You know what I mean? Uh, This has got some weight to it. Yeah. Um, All right, so that is side one of Strange Frontier over and done with. So we have side two to go into now. But before we do that, um, if you chance listen to the B-side to Strange Frontier. Is that the pencil song? <laughs> That's the one, mate. Ah, oh, it's, it's horse shit, man. Oh, Two Sharp Pencils, Get Bad is the name of the song. It's, it's, if you've not heard it, you know, the listeners out there, go and check it out. Um, it's like it, it, it sounds like it's got that kind of oh yeah kind of aye, big, aye, no, yep, yellow yep. that yellow aye, song yep, although yep, that yep. came out oh. later right enough but it's got that the way he's obviously like pitched not, his voice I think he's I think what he's done is sang as low as he possibly could and then just pitched it right down further just to get a mm-hmm. kind of almost like Barry White type fucking voice but uh, aye go, go and check it out um, aye, the lyrics greatest. are absolutely amazing there's the, here's one of the lyrics on it this is really one of the lyrics on it. Now, there was a young man from Dundee who got stung on the knee by a wasp. For Christ's sake. That's one of the lyrics, isn't it? Believe it or not. That's almost as good as Jerry Sadowitz. There was a young man from Dundee who signed on Social Security. That's what he's going to fucking stay that way. He was inspired. Possibly. That is <laughs> oh, shite lyrics, man. Uh, I think he's taking the piss, but it's... It's an abstract taking the piss. I'll, I'll give him that one. Hmm. Um, but anyway, Killing Time. So this is the first song on side two. Uh, I'm going to hit Joe up with this one first. I love this song, man. I think it's, I think it's great. Actually, it might be one of my favourite songs on the whole record. Um, I really, I, I really like old old school Gary Newman, and to me, this is very, yeah. very old school Gary Newman. Um, I it, it's it just sounds like it should be playing in an eighties movie and a and a nightclub scene like in Fright Night or something. The movie Fright Night, where somebody yeah. chasing somebody <laughs> through a nightclub at night or the Terminator, and somebody's <laughs> getting chased. And I love, I love a lot of that eighties uh, synth stuff, <clears throat> and uh, yep, I love it, man. I think it's uh, it's really dark as well, which is what I love about it. I love the there's, there's a lot of key changes in the song, which is you know for on the surface it would probably just appear a sort of early electronic song. There's, there's a lot of really cool uh, key changes and dynamic shifts in the song, uh, and I love the the middle section where it gets into the, the really Flash Gordon bit that yeah. the, the rise of Flash Gordon. I I love it, man. It's great. It's just pure 80s. But I absolutely love um, the sounds. The synth sounds are are really good. And they're they're almost that way that it's went full circle again where that style of music's became very popular and people are using those very same keyboard sounds now. Um, And when I listened to it, I was like, that that could easily be one of these new acts that are doing that old thing again now. But yeah, I, I love it, man. I think it's great. I think his vocals are great. Um, I eerie, eerie is kind of sinister as well. It's got a kind of, I almost get a sort of sinister vibe to it. 
It's like that weighted sound, that brilliant man. Yep, 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 yep. It's, it's, like, it's like it's like somewhere between old school Gary Newman and sort of Depeche Mode's darker stuff. Yeah, it's got a, a bit of the craft work in there as well, you know. Um, by yep. as well, though, they can have very, very basic sound, there's not a lot going on, but it's it's just hits the right, the right note, you know. It's, it's quite it's got a weird structure as well, it's all over the shop, but it's like, yeah. It's not like it's not like verse chorus, verse chorus, bridge. No, you know that sort yeah. of baby. Like you said, in, uh, in one of the other songs, yeah, like, I think it was Strange Frontier. You said it's like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Strange song structure. This is the same. It's, it's it's all over the place. But no, I love it. It's one of my favourite things on it. Absolutely, I think it's. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm very similar to that, uh, that on it. I think it's one of the strongest ones on it. Uh, but before I say my piece, I'm going to sling you over to Paul. Well, uh, yeah, it's a cool song. Um, I will admit, though, that when I started listening to this album, um, I was irritated by the keyboard stabs, the... Duh, duh, yeah. Those... Yeah. The, the arpeggiated keyboard, you know, going going all the way through is brilliant, but those, those kind of stabs were irritating and... Re- uh, to me, really dated the song to like you know, made it like eighties cheese, you know. The, but the, the but the, the more I listen, that preset, that aye. preset. Sorry, Paul, uh, that preset. You've heard it in tons of tunes for yeah. that time. Yeah, it's, it's living it's daylights by Duran Duran. Yeah, aye, uh, aye, aye. Your rhythm mix have used it. Pet Shop Boys yeah. have used it. Yep. It's, it's, it's that preset has been used tons of times. Yeah. And 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 that's the reason it's in there. It's because it's bit you know it's a current kind of sound and all that. And uh, but as as I've listened more and more to the album, um, I, I, it doesn't annoy me as much. But I, you know, if I was there, I, I would maybe try and find another way of putting something in there that was that wasn't that. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what what I would put in there, but um, but. At those points, it does need something to just kind of break it up a bit. So, what else would you put in there? A I guitar, then maybe, <laughs> possibly. I, uh, I don't think a, it's a case of you know the running out of options, and that was the only thing. I think he thought just that, a, like you said it was a current uh, noise that yeah. people were using, and he thought it would be cool yeah. at the time. Yeah, just a, I just have like kind of a choppy chord or something like that, and a guitar. Ah, who knows? But. Um, but it's nitpicking because it is a cool song, and uh, the kind of orchestral breakdown in the it's middle class. and all that—it's just lush and all that. And it's—it's it's obviously David Richards, um, and uh, you can see him do it again on "Was It All Worth It." Ah, it's very the, similar to that, but yep, the, the orchestrated keyboard kind of thing. Um, Actually, sounds better in this though than it does in. Yeah, I've actually, got, I've actually got a theory actually on that on that section. Um, that Freddie actually wrote that whole bit. You know something think, that, you that makes so? sense. Ah, because, because he gets into the vocal bits, Freddie. When he gets into, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's uh, Freddie's voice. Uh, what bit? Sorry, what bit? It's, it's when he gets into all the orchestral bit. There's a bit yeah. of breaks down. It's just a vocal bit going, oh, it's Freddie. Uh, oh, really? Freddy's, I uh, I listen again. I know again. Joe, I know this album's fairly new to you, so you're back here. You'll you'll hear it like right away. It's like minute you somebody told you Brian May plays on Man and Fire, you hear it immediately. Uh, yeah. But um, no, I go back and check it. It's just like distinctively Freddie. Um, uh, but that whole section. The reason I'm thinking it's Freddie that arranged that section 
Um, was because it reminds me a lot of Barcelona, the way Barcelona starts. Did it, did it, did it, all the kind of stabby stuff? Oh, and all the stabby, you know, the, and then the bits, the bits, the way Barcelona, mm. the song starts, it's it's very, very similar. And the, and the, ah, no, he's not. Ah, so to mm. me, he's, 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 he's probably remembered that and went, ah, quite like, I'm going to mess with that bit again and actually turn this into, because yeah. you know, we've, we've been talking about this a lot where mm-hmm. Rogers thought, actually, I'm going to use that idea again, or that idea's <laughs> been used again on another Queen album or all, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of taking their ideas that they've maybe used before in their, their you know, the expansion. I know, I, I can hear that. I definitely. So to me, I think I think Freddie wrote that whole that whole section. But that's again because none of them are actually credited <laughs> on the album. Mm. He just thank he thanks the three of them, <laughs> but none of them are actually credited as being on. Is John play songs. on this? On this yeah, yeah. He plays on it's a lo- it's an illusion. Uh, um, you know the one with Rick Parfit. Aye, that's know, a so. that's a aye, that's cool, man. So I so I did again theory. I don't know. Anyone out there that can can set the record straight, but obviously Freddie's voice is absolutely on it. You know, you can hear it. Um, but that whole section, so I don't know. It could be Richards. It could that wrote it. I don't know. But I mean, Freddie stole stole it for Barcelona because um, mm-hmm. it was um, it was um, oh who was it that produced Barcelona again? It was the, the guy he worked with, and, uh, Mick Moran. <coughs> Mick Moran. Aye, oh, aye, aye. Aye. Mick Moran produced the album. He did all the arrangements and the instruments. So you know. So, you know, if it had been David Richards on Barcelona, I'd probably say that I, maybe it was Hammond and Isaac because it was uh, aye, uh, I, I think, I think probably. That's, a, that's a good show, actually, yeah. Aye, yeah. Maybe right, I, mate, I, I would have just said it was Richards, but aye, that, that kind of makes sense. Uh. Yeah. Total guess, total guess, though, so I don't know. Um, sorry, Paul, we did, did you make say on the track? Sorry, I just thought, well, I uh, remembered. No, no, that was that was me, really. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool song, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, the keyboard stabs are getting less ir- irritating as the more I listen to it. So <laughs> I, never, I never even I never even registered with that man. <laughs> That's it, you know. It's uh... but no, I, th- I think it's uh, I'm I'm the same as you guys. I, I, I think it's really it's it's excellent. Um, and I think it's good that after the, the said bit that we're talking about there. When it just stops and it gets back in, it just gets back in, dude. Just, just kind of picks up aye, again. Aye. Something really charming about that, you know. What I mean? it's aye, like, aye, aye, it's cool. Yep, <laughs> yep. I like that. That's a, a good. Uh, it's a really good song, man. I really like it. Yep. And again, the way he sings it, you know, the way he sings it, and that he's a bit up here. He's no his mm-hmm. full voice. He's kind of just. He's kind of almost that. That kind of you know very understated falsetto he's got going on. But mm-hmm. um, but I it's I. Agree with oh, I've got there's like there's a great uh, bit um, in the lyrics, cavemen on wheels. Aye, aye, I like that. Aye, I, yeah. if, we, if we start a Roger Taylor podcast, that's that's the name of it, cavemen Cave on men, wheels. Cave men on wheels. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Aye, but you know, I mean, he, the bass is quite picturesque. His lyrics, you know, uh, you know, aye, aye. you know, you could say that one line. You know exactly what he means. He's that's a story. Right. He's, a, he's like Four a story. Yeah. about in flash cars. You know what I mean? It's this. <laughs> I mean, it's like. No. I think. I think. I. I don't know that. I think the general tone of the song is is about basically human beings. Aye, being fucking idiots. Aye. Aye. Yeah, destroying the earth and all that. Yeah. 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 And this is a killing time. I think it's talking about present Aye. day nuclear war and all the shit that was going on in the eighties. Yeah. And we're no better now. It's we're actually worse. <laughs> Aye. I mean, I even you know, like killing what we can't steal. You know, it's that. Yeah. Kind of, 
really cynical view of the world, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is got a lot of going on. Um, we move on um, to track two on side two, which is Abandoned Fire. Um, I'll kick things off for this one. This is, I mean, Joe talked about um, Man and Fire being that kind of Miami Vice type tune as well. I think this, oh, is, aye, this is exactly the same. This yeah. is another 80s movie montage type. Yeah. <laughs> Just, um, a training montage. Aye, of course, like you say, <laughs> Close, close-ups of arses and thongs and all that. Aye. <laughs> Guys doing weights and muscle beach and <laughs> shit like that. Speed boats and all that. Gonna like the strip. And <laughs> Suit jackets um, with, no, with no t-shirt and the trousers and the, 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 the arms rolled up. <laughs> exactly. Man. Sleeves rolled up, so, sorry. So, uh, but it, it's, it's, uh, so okay, it's, this is, this is probably one of the, uh, you know, this is probably the most dated one on it. Aye, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Aye, 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 absolutely. Um, uh, but it's still got its charm. I think there's still it's still quite a likable song. Um, uh, you know, even the even the lyrics, you know, <laughs> caught like a fly on the face of the tiger. Aye, you know, and, and there's a smile on the face of the tiger. Aye. <laughs> you know, just, I know that pure I, 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 I like them, but I don't know. There's Aye. something there's something likable about these lyrics, even though they're <laughs> kind of a bit Aye. wild and. Um, oh, but yeah, no, yeah. no, they're, they're cool. I mean, the thing about tigers, I know there's a lot of tiger chatting about that time, eh? Yeah. Aye, tigers were power, power animals, but... Ride the ride tiger. The, ride the tiger. Eye the tiger. Eye the tiger. Eye the tiger. Tail of the tiger. <laughs> Tigers are pantang. <laughs> Ti- tiger feet. But no, that was about 10 years before, but... Aye, that was about 1971. Aye, <laughs> I hate that uh, song, man. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, it's not great. Um... <laughs> it really isn't. Um, I don't think I have much to say about this. It's that just get that. The shoulders gone and everything. <laughs> so uh, it's fucking it's, shoulder pads flying, man. Take taking people's eyes out. I don't hate it though. I don't hate it. It's just aye. It's, it's an eighties. It's an eighties tune. Aye, aye. That's uh, that's what I've written down here. Most dated track on here. <laughs> aye. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, great, great vocals though. The way he sings is brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Chorus is good, um, man. The chorus is actually pretty catchy, man. And a wee bit of slide guitar in there as well, and all that. That's ah, cool, man. Uh, but I ah, just ate his cheese. Brilliant. Hmm. I mean, it, it just you know, obviously, I don't want to completely dismiss the song um, as well. Just well, I've got the lyrics sheet out here because I don't think there's much we can really comment musically about it. So <laughs> let's talk about the lyrics. So. Um, there's some really, really cool lines in it. So, uh, join our army, join our band, join our army and be a real man. The fires of mm. hell would, would feel ice cold and sure as time you'll, you'll soon grow old. Tears of heartache, tears of rage from living in a tiring age. So, I think they're, I think they're all right. Quite like the lyrics, you know. It's great, you know and then, again, I, again I, they're painting I, pictures and they're, you I, know. It's quite, on again, war related. Those sound aye. quite heavy compared to the music, the actual music. The music, aye. Yeah. Yeah. aye. If you were writing, because they, they, you could write a quite a grim song, you know, grim music yeah. to that. Those lyrics, you know. Yeah. But um, instead of Miami Vice stuff. I know, but that, but that's the thing. I think that's there's your uh, abandoned fire kind of, you know, CND thing. You know, yeah. you're saying other Paul. So I think yeah. this is kind of very much that. You know, lay down your weapons. You know, yeah, stop yeah. it. You know, uh-huh. um, so I um, let's move on to track three then on side two. Um, uh, we're into young love. Um, I'm gonna hit you up 
for this one, uh, Young Love. Do you remember this one, Joe? You look like you can't even remember this was on the album. Will you be right? <laughs> How does it start again? Um, I can't I don't fuck. Oh, does it, it starts. That's no help, man. Sorry, I'll put the ball in. We'll, we'll talk about it and then it'll maybe. Oh, I mean, then. I've got, I mean, I can't remember anything about it, man, but um, I've wrote stuff down, so. Um, Apparently, I had a cool intro. <laughs> it's got a nice intro, it's got nice guitars, kind of uh, cool, cool Oh, stuff. no, hold on, I do remember it actually. I wrote here, um, this is springed into my mind. I, I I thought this sounded as if it could have been on Fun in Space. Right. Um, okay. mm-hmm. Because it was kind of sparse and less, you know, the way that the, the Beautiful Dreams was that way. It was kind of not a lot going on in it musically, but it was still, it was still like a good song, if you like. Aye, similar to aye. Um, Laugh or Cry or, or, aye, or something aye. like that. It's a bit kind of, yeah, that space. Aye. Aye. Um, aye, strong vocals as well. Um I it's just a, it's a good song, man. Um, but I it was, I, I like the kind of it's he's not bogged it down with lots of instrumentation and stuff like that. Like um, and it's a wee bit of a breath of fresh air for the cheese fest that came before it as well. It's uh, it's a it's a, a, a it. yeah. It's a very uh, simple kind of wee pop song type thing. Yeah. Um, again, quite Springsteen-y, I think you know. Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, even the the, uh, the main riff is like you can it can be born to run. Aye, aye. You know, actually, aye. you know the the, the guitar yeah. lick. It's, it's yeah. you know, I mean, it's yep. so aye, totally. Uh, I've not I've not got a lot to say about it really, but it's it's cool. I I like it. Um, yeah, I think for me, this song is again. It's probably a, another one that's quite weak for me on the album. I don't think it's particularly great. It's not bad. Um, I think the verses are reasonably strong, but I think the chorus really lets it down. There's just it, it, it just um, you know the chorus for this. This is your time. This is your. Life. It just it's just mm-hmm. it doesn't. Oh no, that's not it. That's not the, the chorus. I'm full of shit. It's that uh, star bright. This is your night. And uh, it's just a uh, wee bit wishy washy. I, I I just don't think it's a particularly strong chorus. It's. I'm no, I'm no in love with this song. I'll be honest. This is probably my weakest one on it. I, I, I even like abandoned fire more than this. I'll be honest. Even though abandoned fire is a bit already. Two of them, the two of them sang used to get out of the worst part of the record. Day. Aye, aye. So I'm, I'm no, I'm no mad about this song. Uh, I think it's kind of B side material, to be honest. So, but um, there you go. Um. Do we get through the second side quite quickly? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe I'm going back actually about what I said earlier. I said oh, there's more balance, but I probably might have something there. Aye. First side is probably stronger, eh? I I, I, I I definitely agree with that. Um, so we will get two tracks left. Um, it's an illusions. The next one. So, um, so it's a it's an illusions. Um, it's got Rick Parfit playing rhythm guitar on it. He's actually doing some vocals with Roger as well. So some kind of doubling up um, in unison, moving certain bits, and he does that call and response bit in the in the chorus as well. Um, and uh, it, it's very obvious Rick Parfit Parfit's on this. Yeah, and that's that's not that's not. Uh, I'm not saying that to be derogatory in any way. It's it's that's what makes it good. You know. Aye. Um. So it's just good fun. I mean, it's. 
it's I mean even the, the opening slow bit you know it doesn't open it's, you know if you say no. Rick Parfit it's going to be in a song with Roger Taylor the way it opens isn't it how you expect it to open it's kind of mm-hmm. slow on slow you know the mm-hmm. the main uh, the main melody on arpeggios as well on the guitar you know it's just mm-hmm. it's just that's really cool um uh it's just okay it's just good just good rock and roll and it? it's just a, it's a rocker and it's there's nothing nothing much to, to dissect in it i would say necessarily but um and john deacon obviously uh plays bass on this cool. um so that's really cool as well and yeah i really enjoy it i really enjoy it um not a hell of a lot to say, but I, I mean, I, I think Rick Parfit sounds good vocally as well on it. Yeah, yeah I really like yeah, it. Does say. Yep, really sounds really sounds cool. Um, yeah. But anyway, Paul, you're the you're, Paul, you're the bigger co-fan of us all. So yeah, um, I, I I love this song. This is one of one of my uh, one of the best songs in the album for me. Um, I, I'm why why this wasn't the, one of the singles? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, because Rick was part of it. Sometimes that can be funny. We, we, yeah, it could have been something like that. Yeah, Good yeah, point. it's possible. Aye. Um, yeah, it, it starts off kind of low-key, the, the, the keyboards at the start and all that. Um, and uh, the, the, the kind of pitch bend into the, ooh, you know, that's, that's cool, I know. Um, yeah, and Rick Parfit, man, uh, R.I.P., uh, metronom- metronomic right hand man one of the, the great rock rhythm guitar players just fucking incredible guy could just play all night just you know no miss a beat um, and uh, yeah it's 12 bar shuffle stuff you know as you kind of would expect but it's you know it's not as David said it's not as if it's like you know one, two, three, four, and straight into a twelve-bar shuffle. It's you know it, this song's got like texture and you know it's you know and it, and and it only really gets into the twelve-bar stuff round about the chorus and all that, and then it comes out and then and out you know, um, and it, the the bass playing's cool, you know, um, I, I'm deaf in one ear, so when I've got headphones in, sometimes I'll uh, I'll get like half the mix or whatever. And I've got I had John's bass in this, and it's fucking brilliant. The bass playing, you don't really hear that in the film, you know, the film mix as yeah, much. Still, but yeah, but he's uh, yeah, he's uh, it's quite busy and all that. Um, and uh, aye, cool man. And uh, yeah, catchy chorus. Yeah, it's it's just brilliant. And yeah, it's uh, this this might have done some damage in the charts at the time. You know, I think, you know, more than Man and Fire and Strange Frontier, I think. And it could be down, as you say, Joe, just down to, you know, record companies and all that, mm-hmm. which is a pity. I think, but... I think as well, I think possibly, though, you would remember this was 1984, mm-hmm. and probably a song like Man and Fire and to, to an extent Strange Frontier are going to sound a bit more of the time. You know, at a, a, a time, at a time when they were trying to kind of bury traditional rock, really. You know, and that was the that was the seventies. You know, this is the eighties now. You know, and mm-hmm. so maybe maybe we never been as successful. I don't know because it was a especially because it was a, a Roger solo track as opposed to a Queen track. I mean, a Queen track would have sold anyway because it's Queen. Aye, yeah. But that's that's been a Roger, you know, a Roger track than an album that's going to struggle to sell. You know, anyway, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I, I, I you know. 
uh, half, half a queen and, you know, a quarter a status quo, I think we'd maybe... It's marketing the right way, aye. Yeah, yeah, you get... Uh, <laughs> You Fine get marketing the right way. So certainly, you get Queen fans <laughs> and you get Quo fans buying it. And at, ah, know, at the time, there was a lot of Quo fans, you know. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just that's, one of the what ifs. Yeah, the whole record company thing. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I love this song. And it's, there's nothing particularly, you know, fancy or innovative or whatever about it. But uh, yeah, I just, I just like it. Aye. Because I'm, I'm a rocker. Mm-hmm. It does pick up. I mean, after the previous two, two tracks, it does definitely pick up. You're thinking, ah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, again, yeah. The quality kind of uh, ramps up again. Yeah. yeah. I, well, can, you, can you imagine the amount of cocaine that was consumed during that session? <laughs> yeah, M2. Scarface to shame. Parfit and Taylor. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Aye. China white everywhere, man. Snow. Yeah. Snowblind. Snowblind. Uh, aye, this song, I agree with Paul. This is one of my favourite ones on it. Um, it's kind of mental. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you guys will agree, but I, when I was listening to this, I was thinking, I could totally hear the Manic Street Preachers pre, um, sort of, uh, Holy Bible when they were kind of like rock, rock. Right, ah, kind of the first uh, album, run about then, like, uh, like, mm-hmm. like, almost down to the fact I was thinking, is some of this like similar, like the melody wise and chord wise, like I think this might be similar to an early Manic Street Preacher. So obviously this is before Manic Street Preachers. What I mean is maybe Manic Street Preachers have heard this, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's just a total coincidence. But when I was listening, I was thinking some of this sound is reminding me of early Manic Street Preachers. But anyway, apart from that. Uh, I love the xylophone bit in the, the verses. I think that's brilliant, aye. man. It's great. Aye. Um, aye, it's just like it's just a really good time rock and roll song, and I like good time rock and roll. So it's uh, aye, it's good, man. It's just good times, good times, man. Strong, oh, strong rock track. And, and, and Roger's voice is brilliant. <laughs> that that some kind of fool, you know, aye, it's br- yeah. brilliant, man. Brilliant. Like bringing the intensity, man. I get. Proving again that the, the guy could have, and obviously did later with the cross. Um, he could, he could front his own band. Do you know what I mean? No problem. Yeah, yeah. Great song, man. Love it. Aye, no, totally agree. And uh, we're into the last track. I cry for you. Love, hope, and confusion. Joe, the last tune. Um, I like it, man. I like it. I think it's, uh, I love this pure stinking synthesizer right at the very start of it. Yeah. It's like, it just makes it, it just reminds aye. me of like Nine Inch Nails or something, like, you know, really aye. horrible Nine Inch Nails. Aye, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, then, and then it kind of changes immediately into something that's a bit more pleasant to the, you know, pleasant, but you know what I mean, a bit more truthful, I suppose. But I think the synth playing's really good on it. Um, I think, again, that robot, the decoder or whatever it's called, the, the effect yeah, on the vocal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves that shit because it's like about four, <laughs> about maybe six songs in this period in time and between Queen and his own solo records that, that he uses it. Good, good track, man. Um, it's no breaking any boundaries or anything like that, but I, I like the simplicity of it and it just kind of chugs and chugs along because that would make you think of a guitar, but you know what I mean? It just kind of goes along 
and does its thing. Um, I, I think it would have maybe been better to have ended it on the track previous, the album for me. Um, but then again, you would have had three kind of songs very electronic all in a row if that was the case. So maybe that was his way of thinking. I maybe just thought this was the logical, you know, finishing song. Yeah, closer. Album or yeah. closer, but aye, that's it. But yeah. aye, good. It's good. I like it. So this is a song that's got um, elements of Radio Gaga. So uh, the, the sound sound and the the kind of t- you know the I, I don't I don't know how they how they quite uh, word it. It's like uh, the structure and all that. And uh, I, I the, did the read that sound, yeah, about the structure yeah. and the synth sounds and all that. Uh, I'm I didn't really hear that immediately. I'm actually struggling I'd, with it. I think because yeah. there's a vocoder on it and it causes a bit electronic, somebody's aye, aye. a massive leap and say, because there's, there's t- aye. totally different. I never, like, I never get that. Of, even in terms of key and everything, they're, they're not aye. the same. Aye. Aye. So, so I, I, I read that and I was like, nah, I, I, no. I can't even hear that slightly. And, it, and it, it's not, it's not even, it, it was Fred Mandel that mostly did the Radio Gaga stuff with it, wasn't it? The yeah, programming, yeah. so. Doesn't make sense, that, you know. I think it, like David says, I think it's down to the "I cry for you" vocal effect. It's similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is it. That's an effect. It's it's nothing yeah. to do with the song structure, key, melody. In my eyes, anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't hear a direct influence. You know what I mean? Yeah, I said, you know, maybe the tempo and all that, and just if I, you know, I think that Gaga's slower, man, but a good, a wee bit. I might be wrong yeah. right enough, but I think Gaga is definitely slower, more pounding. I think you're right. I th- ah, you're right. You know, you are right. Um, it's a, it's good, you know, it's a good song. Um, and uh, no, I, 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 I can kind of see this as being a, a logical ending of the album. You know, it's got a kind of, uh, ah, it kind of takes you out a wee bit. Um, Rather than just saying they're not on like a rocker or something, you know. They did the same um, sort of thing, I suppose, on on the previous record. They did the same, you know, where Magic is, no Magic is Loose was the name of the last song on. Uh, Fun in Space. Fun in Space's songs, very similar. Uh, very yeah. similar. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, it's cool. I, I, I can't say a lot about, uh, about it, really. Um yeah, it's all right, and the the synth sound that it started. Yeah, you're right, man. It's it's magic. Disgusting. You know? It's disgusting. Yeah. Is there a fast kind of chuggy guitar thing at the start? I know there is. There is. Aye. Is that kind of chuggy guys. Aye. It's, it's aye. Really cool as well. Uh, um, I never even noticed I, that. I, do you know, maybe maybe they should have developed that a wee bit more. You know, kept that. You know, I don't know. Kept Machines the kept the rock with the, aye, with the synthesizer aye. thing. Yeah. Aye. Um. We got it right with machines, so we got uh, machines. Aye, uh, maybe that, maybe aye, uh, maybe they they went back to that and had a look at it when they were doing machines or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's uh, a cool song and it's a it's a good end to the album. Yeah, cool. I think for me, this is just it's okay. It's not for me. It's no. It's no better than okay. Um, uh. and it's it's. I'm not going to say it's any better than that because I don't. I just don't think it is. And I think it could have been an outro as opposed to a song. He, he could have done his thing with the vocals and just faded that out after a half. Yeah. 
That, that song aye, does aye, not need aye. to be the length it is. I don't even know what length it is, but it's, it's too long and it's just repetitive. And aye. it could have just faded out after, like I say, minute and a half, two minutes or something. Um, aye, and you'd, that, have probably, you'd have probably seen it as more of a, okay, it's just a week and outro vibe thing. Kind of like live, in Constantinople sort of stuff. Uh, like exactly. Where that, oh, that's way better, obviously. But... Yeah. So no, it's not a strong closer for me. Um, and 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 it does. I I, I I do agree with Paul. It does take a dip on side too. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I, that's strange for dear then. So, um, so I'm up for this, Joe. Well, it was all new to me, man. You know, <clears throat> apart from like um, man and fire, really. So. I think it's, you know, if I'm comparing it to Fun in Space, it, it doesn't even come close, you know, you know, in the scheme of a, of a full record, you know, front to back. Yeah. But saying that, I still think it's, you know, if that had been a, a if that hadn't been Roger and, and it was a guy that came out in the 80s and done this record, I'd be like, man, this, this guy's good, man. This, guy's, yeah. this guy was good. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he wrote good songs, he had a great voice, you know what I mean? I don't think anything's outwardly shit on it at all. You know, like you said, I think there's there's, a, there's moments on it where I'm just kind of like, meh, that is, yeah. what it, that is what it is, you know, coin that phrase again. But um, but again, it's better than, in my opinion, it's better than anything Brian May and Freddie did solo. So, I know I'm giving it, I'm giving it a bit away here, you know, for when we do the, <laughs> we do the Brian May and Freddie stuff. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's a... It's a it's a decent record. It seems like to me, like he was almost kind of, you know, funny space. I know, I, I know it was done. He wrote songs over, like I think it was for like seventy-eight, wasn't it? Till about eighty yeah, or so, eighty-one. Yeah, like, yeah. But it almost feels like more cohesive. I know that's obviously just been pure circumstance that it just feels that way. The way maybe it was the way he structured it and put it together. But the songs are ultimately stronger than that record. But this, it feels like it was a wee bit of an after. Some of the album, it was maybe a wee bit of an afterthought. It doesn't feel as if he was immersed in it, the way he was immersed in Fun in yeah. Space. Like, yeah. Fun in Space almost feels like a lot, everything feels a lot more personal in Fun in Space, whereas this is a wee bit more about the aesthetic rather than the, the heart. That's that's how yeah. I would I would sum it up. Does that make sense? I'm a talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does no, absolutely it does. Paul? Yeah, that's it. That, this is a... a, a a good album, um, a solid seven out of ten. Seven, seven cavemen in wheels out of ten. Um, I'll give it. I'll re- that's, a, that's, a, that's a high scale. rating. That's a high rating, mate. Um, as I as I said at the start, it just, it just drops off a wee bit in quality um, on the second side. Um, uh, for me, you know, just uh, yeah. Whereas fun in space is is consistently good all the way through. Yeah, hundred um, percent. That's that's nine cavemen and wheels, I think. Um, uh, it's up there, eh? So yeah, aye, it, it's it's it, it's cool, and 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 a lot of ways the same as fun in space. I've. I, it's pretty much all I've listened to for the last like two or three weeks, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, listened to it maybe a couple of times every day, you know. Um, and I'm not getting sick of it yet, so dedicated to the cause, mate. Yeah, that's it, man. Absolutely. Um, 
And uh, yeah, cool. Um, Rod- Rogers, a man, man. The man, man. Double two the men's. Man, man. Two men's. <laughs> uh, he's the men. He's two men's worth of man. I think this is... I mean, I, I listened to this early last year. Um, I, I dug it out. And in my mind's ear, it was... All right. I wasn't expecting to get... I wasn't really expecting to get that blown away by it, to be honest, when I put it on. And I put it on, um, like, at the end. Like I say, again, early last year. And I was like, man, this is, this is a good album. Mm. And it can allow, really, I've like, totally changed my, my thoughts on, on this. And I listened to it a good two or three times, you know, um, uh, after that. And, uh, and then filled it away. And then, obviously, that was before... That was before we were even thinking about doing this podcast, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, and then also I've, I've dug it out again recently. To and I was looking forward to digging out, out again and then talking about it with you, with the both of you, both of you, because I don't think it's an album we have actually discussed. No, that's what I was looking so, forward to as well because I, I had no idea what you guys thought of it. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. So that's it. So, um, so for me, I would say over the last year, this album's definitely shifted up a, a level for me in terms of what I remember it as being. So it's definitely a, a solid, a solid, it's a good album. It definitely is. Um, I agree. It's not as good as Fun in Space. Two different different albums, but the quality isn't as is, is, is consistent on this album as it is in Fun in Space. But um, but again, it's another one, one of those ones I'm glad he made it. I'm glad he made this album because it's got good music on it that I will go back to. Aye, um, absolutely. You know, this isn't one that I'll, you know, it'll stay in the shelf and I'll never dig out again at all. It'll get a reasonably regular play among all the other billions of albums that we we all listen to, you know. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think it could have worked a wee bit harder on some of the songs, aye, but again, aye. the pressure on them from whatever, you know. But again, nineteen eighty three was downtime for the band, so it was a case of I don't want to work too hard because this is meant to be a year off, or maybe it was the best they could do, man. Could have been the best they could have done. That's absolutely a good point, Joe. So, yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, I would say it's a it's a solid a solid album and uh, one of the best solo albums of of all that the members, no doubt about that. Hands down, yeah. And, um, yeah. So um, I think that's it. I think that's all I've got to say about it. So uh, I think we're going to wrap things up here now. So uh, as we said at the, the start of the show, um, if you if you like this podcast subscribe to us um, leave us a review talk to us on twitter at Lappods, and uh, yeah give us your thoughts on on the, the album itself I think some of you already have done that which is cool so um, let us know I uh, just big thanks to everybody that's continuing to support the podcast means a lot to me and I'm sure it means a lot to the, the other two guys as well you know it's 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 cool to find a lot of people that um, ultimately take the time to, you know, want to delve into Queen's music in, in, in the broadest terms possible, you know, not just the the hits that we hear on TV or whatever, you know. So, yep, thanks again for your support and um, hit that review, man. If you give us a review, go on to whatever platform it is that you listen to the podcast on. If uh, And then when you do review it, Give us a wee screenshot or a wee link so we can go and read it so we can we can get angry with you or else we can get really happy with you or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what he what he said. What he and, said. And uh 
Wear a mask, wash your hands. Aye, yeah, aye. Keep yourself alive. Mm-hmm. That's it, indeed. On that note, gonna say cheerio. Bye bye. See you in the next podcast. Take care. Thank you.